Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox, and I am excited to be here tonight. We have just wrapped up Step 8, Possibilities, and tonight, because it is a holiday and there is an extra Monday in the month of May, we are going to do an overview of Step 1 through 8. That's right, all eight steps tonight, so before we get started, let me bring on my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm coming to you from sunny Arizona tonight. Well, it's not sunny right now, but it was very nice today. So I'm here visiting my mother and having a lovely time. That is so nice. Yes, it was a beautiful day in California today as well. Super duper hot, but... Um, the family and I were able to go have some fun with our friends and in air conditioning. So it all worked out good. Where did you go? We went to John Incredible Pizza, mm-hmm. um, which fun. is kind of like a Chuck and Cheese, if you're familiar with that, but a little different. Mm-hmm. So. It was a lot of fun. We met up with our friends and their kids, and we all had a good time. So talking about these steps, let's get in it, because each time we do one of these reviews, we never get through all of the ones we're trying to review. So step one is awareness. So, Terry, what do you feel like this season – during this season, you have been able to up your awareness around, or where do you feel like your awareness has shifted? Well, I I don't know that it's uh, shifted. I think that awareness is something that's a foundation for all opportunities we have to change. So mm-hmm. whatever you're doing, I mean, you know, whatever project you're on, whatever challenge you're facing or a possibility that you're embracing, there's always a level of awareness. And I think the more you practice awareness and asking yourself questions, asking yourself what what's underneath the awareness, is fear or freedom guiding your awareness? Are you using your tools? And just, I mean, the more you practice fearless living strategies and tools, the more aware you are of how they propel you forward. So awareness to mm-hmm. me is, is inter, not interchangeable, but it's a component of every decision you make, every choice you make, every time you go deeper and are willing to get down to your why, your what, and your how, you become more aware. Yeah, I mean, it's it definitely process. helps with awareness. Huh? It's a process. Awareness is a process. And the more you practice it, the more you're aware of it, the better, the more you use it. Yeah, for sure. 
I think it would definitely be helpful for awareness to be involved in all of our choices and decisions. I think sometimes that we can um, kind of get in the routine of something and not really pay attention, like kind of like when you're driving and then you realize that you've zoned out because you don't remember like the last two blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't want to get into that kind of a, of a mindset, but being uh, mindful and purposeful or intentional in our choices is definitely going to move us forward uh, in the process of, of getting uh, closer to freedom, for sure. I think for me, yeah. my awareness is definitely um, up-leveled around my time management. And um, especially during this whole pandemic time where um, my time definitely got um, shifted around and, um, you know, had different responsibilities with my time. And, and because everything went virtual, how I could be at so many different places that I current, I previously wouldn't have been able to go to. And, you know, going from overloading my plate to not going to anything to kind of, you know, finding where, what are those things that really support me and what are those things that would be nice to go to, but they don't really, they're not really necessary to my forward movement and making mm-hmm. those decisions, you know, where do I want to spend my time? Who do I want to spend it with? And what is my time worth? Those are um, a lot of things that have increased for me around awareness. So we'd love to yeah. hear from, uh, from you, uh, guys and uh you know where has your awareness um up leveled or shift or um changed your process um and we'd love for you to you know comment suggest and we'd love to hear where um awareness has supported you this season so step two willingness I think it all comes down to willingness because awareness without willingness, nothing happens. And we can be aware all day. You know, um, we've all gone and heard something and felt good and was like, yeah, that was awesome. And then we walk away and we don't do anything about it. And nothing gets done. Nothing changes without willingness to do so. And I think that my willingness this year has really changed or up-leveled around moving more. Um, I have an amazing health coach that I'm working with, and she really inspires me to want to move more and to eat better, fuel my body better, and she does it in a way that does not make me feel bad whatsoever. And I think that that has been a massive um shift in my willingness to to do more of what I'm saying I want to do. Um, so kind of putting my actions where mouth is kind of a thing. So um, how about for you, Terry? How has willingness um, changed anything for you? Yeah, I think uh, willingness is definitely the component of action. Uh, but, again, it doesn't 
have to result in action. That's totally up to our personal responsibility when it comes to being committed to take the action and to set the intention to take the action and to follow through to take the action. So we can be willing and still not do anything. So I think yeah. it, it takes us closer to that point, uh, choice point of taking action. I think this this year for me is the thing that might be different is that I'm, because of the isolation that we we had during the lockdowns and during the social distancing and all the things that were, came about due to the uh, the pandemic, is uh, a willingness to to slow down. And I think that a lot of people experience that, which I, I hope is a good thing. And I hope it continues even when things open up, that people are willing to, to slow down, to pause, to really reflect on what's important to them and how to best move forward and use their energy in the most efficient way to reach their goals and dreams. And I think that's a process that I I have begun and I'm willing to continue that process in finding, well, a word that some people say doesn't exist, but I'm just going to say it for the sake of, of describing what I want to do. And that's to find some kind of a balance or some kind mm-hmm. of a structure that allows me to do do what I want to do within a framework. Sometimes it means doing more and sometimes it means doing less. So that's where balance, you know, comes in as maybe a myth uh, to where I can nurture, nurture myself, have compassion for myself and serve others, which is my passion. So I think that's probably the one thing that came about because of going through the steps once again and just the structure of the environment that we were in due to the the pandemic. Um, I just had more of a willingness to sit, listen, to think, to meditate, to pray. Some of those things that I may not have taken the time to do because I you know, was in the busyness syndrome. And so I want to continue that just stopping, pausing and reflecting and then going forward so that it is not always about how much and how fast you can do it. It's about how meaningful and purposeful and intentional you can be in what you do and really take time to to grow and, and savor that opportunity of reflection. Yeah, I love that. Which leads us into connection, step three. And for me, I think connection this this season has been even more important because we've been isolated and cut off from some forms of connection um, and so left to ourselves have been given that opportunity to connect with ourselves and what is really important to ourselves what is really our purpose and our passion and this and what do we really want to be doing with our time and for me connecting to myself led to 
I really want to connect on a deeper level to my family and my kids and my husband and, and, you know, really do things together as a family that, that brings us closer together. And so we, you know, we um, started a game night once a week and um, we created more of a structure in our, uh, in our meal planning and, um, you know, just doing things like that. How can we support each other as a family and, and have fun time together? So mm-hmm. um, that was one thing that came out of connection for, for us. How about you, Terry? Yeah, that's, that's lovely. I, I really love that. I uh, Also, I think because of the opportunity to be alone with ourselves. I mean, I live alone. I'm a widow, so I live live by myself, and yet really as connected to my, my soul, my heart, and what was going to nourish me through this, uh, you know, this year, this totally different landscape this year that we've all navigated. And so for me, it was uh, a real opportunity to connect spiritually uh, with my higher power, to connect with studying my, my scriptures, meditating, really reflecting upon my relationship with God, because that was, I could have him there no matter what, you know, I could have my, my relationship with my higher power because they've never been in the room with me and I can uh, communicate with them through prayer and study. And, and so I was able to do that more and that connection then propelled me more, more in my overarching intention and helping me to develop more um, Christ-like characteristics, which is one of my goals and to really um, practice that. And so that, Mm-hmm. That connection is probably the one that was strengthened the most through this uh, period of time. Awesome. Hopefully we were able to have compassion for ourselves. And mm-hmm. compassion is step four. And um, I think compassion has been the thing that I've accessed the most with all of the um, social unrest and um you know, differences of opinion and um, different reactions to everything that's been going on in our world lately and trying to um, bring people together instead of uh, separate them and, and put them in boxes that they don't necessarily fit in and all of that kind of stuff. I think compassion has come up for me most in that way. And then just compassion for myself as I transition as well in all of this unknown that we've been going through. And the fact that I'm not going to know everything um, to do and I'm not going to have all the answers and I'm not going to be, you know, completely prepared um, for something that has never happened before. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, we really had to to negotiate a lot of unknown uh, this year, which which takes a lot of compassion because every almost everything that situation we went into was a risk because it was out of our comfort zone and it was unknown. 
And I, I love the idea that you, you know, you really applied that compassion to the negativity and polarization of our country during this pandemic as well. And that's been one, one of the things that I've in trying to connect with my higher power and, and forgiveness and kindness and acceptance and inclusion. There's so many, well, they're just really, oftentimes it just seems like there's two sides that are, you know, fighting continually. There's a lot of contention and how could I not get in that and, and stay, stay kind and stay open and accept other people's, opinion without judging them and so that's been a a true test of of one's ability to have compassion and see see the innocence in others and be willing to uh, allow people to have their their beliefs and their uh, understandings without judging them because they may be different than yours and so that really gets to the whole idea of inclusion which is a part of compassion as well and so having compassion with myself when I you know, felt like maybe I fell a little short in that and became a little frustrated and maybe judgmental, forgiving myself and continuing to practice compassion for myself and then for others and just not give up on on seeing other people's points of view and, and trying to be a catalyst for unity rather than, a, you know, a separatist, trying to, you know, just make people like you said, put all that group of people in that box and all that group of people in that box and then, you know, not seeing how we can come together and our humanity and having kindness one for another. So compassion is my thing that I, always, before I came to Fearless Living, that I denied myself so much. I would give it to others but not myself. And so compassion is really, really huge for me. Uh, to be able to say to myself, you're doing what you can when you can the best you can and to love myself for that and not judge myself harshly and then be able to give that to others. So compassion always plays a big part in my life and I'm always striving to be more compassionate and more kind and more open and inclusive. Absolutely. Yeah. Which brings us to step five, accountable and we can definitely hold ourselves accountable to our values, um, which influence how we see the world and how we treat others and uh, what we stand for. And um, I feel that I feel that I have been accountable to myself in the sense of in the sense of how I have shown up and how I have, I have shown compassion for others and I have shown compassion for myself and I have stayed true to some of the commitments that I've made, um, some more consistently than others, but I continue to show up for myself. I can continue to show up for others. And I have definitely made some big commitments to people and myself. And I am holding myself accountable to those. Yes, I I know I've, I've been very inspired by your commitments that you've been in and continue to um, demonstrate your, your accountability. So 
you've been a good example. I I think that for me, accountability can sometimes be a, a double-edged sword because um, I can often beat myself up if I fall short of what I think I should do because I am a recovering perfectionist, and so I still have that addiction to try to do things perfect and and beat myself up because I don't think I've done them good enough. And so I've really taken the three principles of fearless living, of compassion, honesty, and then personal responsibility or accountability. Uh, first of all and foremost, you know, having the, the overarching co- concept of compassion for myself and being honest with myself. So what can I do? What What's within my wheelhouse? What, what, um, physically, you know, can I, can I do physically and then countable with compassion, with honesty so that I'm realistic. I set, uh, intentions and when I am not able to complete the, the task on the scheduled time to again, have compassion for myself and remain honest and accountable as I move forward and, I know in Fearless Living, we, we like to reach out to, uh, we call them accountability buddies, where we, we kind of help each other and we talk through things and we, hold, we help hold each other accountable for the commitments that we've made and for the goals that we've set. And I think that's a really important part of Fearless Living and no one can be fearless alone. And so it's important to reach out and ask for help and, and uh and then do what you can when you can the best you can. Always remembering to have compassion for yourself because I think sometimes account- saying I'm accountable get, makes us feel like if we don't do something on time, exactly what we said we we're going to do with the outcome we have expected, that we beat ourselves up. And so we, we need to, again, be compassionate, honest, and have personal responsibility, not being tied to some specific outcome that if we don't reach it, we're going to beat ourselves up, but yet move forward and do, doing the best that we can. Always, always wanting to achieve, you know, achieve the the best we can do, and and that allows us to be accountable without beating ourselves up and and you know, being mean to ourselves. So that's yeah, important to me when I think do. about accountability. Yeah, the best we can do doesn't always look the same every day. No, And I think no. that's part of having compassion for ourselves that, you know, at the end of the day saying I did the best I could today isn't going to look the same every day. Every day has different no. situations. Every day has, you know, different uh, things coming at us. And um, we are different mm-hmm. every day. You know, maybe we didn't sleep well or we didn't eat well or, you know, we're... Um, we're feeling a little nauseous or something. And in in those moments, we can still hold ourselves accountable and give ourselves mm-hmm. a break. And yep. I think that that is, that is, you know, putting all of those steps kind of together um, in, in a situation like that. And that's why accountable is step five, not step one, right? Right. So, yeah. Moving to step six, which is present moment. I think that 
um, especially this last week, I have definitely been practicing present moments because I've been able to do some things that I haven't been able to do for a long time. Like Terry and I went to Disneyland. (laughs) And so I was definitely present in that moment when we walked through the gate and we saw the train station and Mickey's flower head and going on rides and eating our favorite foods and just being in the atmosphere of Disney. And it was awesome. Awesome, awesome. But I think in those kind of moments, it might be easier to be present. Maybe not. But being present in the day-to-day thing is kind of my challenge. And I feel like I have been more present uh, to my purpose and my passion um, these last few months and really being um, present to what is it that I want us to accomplish and who are these people that I want us to support and how can I let them know that we have this available to them and really being present to the process of letting people know about the 12 steps, letting people know about the tools of fearless living so that they can use these tools every day in their life as well. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's great. I, one of the, the, parts about present moment that just really resonates with me is that we have we kind of like have three realms we can live in we can live in the past and let the past um rule our lives or we can always be looking to the present and let that rule our lives or we can live in the present moment which is really the only place we live and just recognizing that so we we can honor the past for sure it's taught us a lot but that doesn't need to determine what we do in the present moment. We can learn from that. We can set goals from that. We can, you know, recognize things we don't want to do again. And if we attach to something happening specifically in the future, then that, you know, then we're not in the present moment either. So knowing that what we do right now in this moment is what we have control over. And so choices and decisions and you know, how we move forward happens in the moment, in the present moment. And so it, it just, to me, it's so crystal clear, and it never was and before I came to Fearless Living, that what I, the choices I make are made in this moment, and that's where I live. And the yeah. things that I, you know, the things that I do in this moment are going to have an effect on what happens in the future, but it's not why I'm doing it, you know, and it's, it's to be alive and to be able to make choices and to, you know, take the knowledge that I, that I bring with me from the past and apply it in this moment so that I can stay focused on my goals. I can stay in my passion and purpose. I can, you know, be in my spiritual, my spirituality and it can be a part of my decision-making that all happens in the moment, what I'm thinking, what I'm saying, what I'm doing right now. And I think that's yeah. where life is. And I, 
I just think that that is so empowering. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And we are out of time. But we got through six <laughs> of the better than we've done before. But, of course, step seven is surrender. Step eight is possibilities. And we've just gone over those in the last two months. So hopefully they're a little bit more fresh and, and front of mind. But I definitely have learned from surrender and possibilities as well. We want to remind you all that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of Fearless Living, uh, the Fearless Living Institute. And you can learn more about the Institute as well as Rhonda at fearlessliving.org. And you can connect with Carrie and I on Facebook. Um, our page is Fearless Generations, or our group is Get Fearless at Any Age with Fearless Generations. We would love to connect with all of you there. You can also personally message us if you would like to as well. And our website is fearlessgenerations.org. So we love you coming back each week, listening to what we have to share with you about the 12 Steps to Freedom. We are Fearless Generations, and we are excited to be here sharing this information with all of you. We have workshops always going on, so do check in and get the dates and times for those because we would love for you to be there. And until next week, everybody, be fearless. Be fearless. Good night. <laughs>